Hey companions, uh, this is Peter. And this is Tom. And this is a pre-recorded episode from our former feed, TV Ape My Brain. So uh, this episode is still there, but we decided to put these on Cobra Kai Companion, so that way you guys get to hear all the stuff that we have done previously. Yes, basically it's the same uh, Tom and Peter, same show, just a little bit more directly uh, fed to you. And here it is. Welcome to another episode of TV Ate My Brain, the official TV podcast of Core Tempa Arts, the Cobra Kai edition. Uh, this episode, we're going to be covering the last episode, the season finale of season one. Uh, this episode is titled Mercy. And in this episode, the highly anticipated All-Valley Karate Tournament brings Johnny and Daniel on opposite sides again. Except this time, the new generation of karate students are the combatants who will pay the price for ultimate victory. So here we are, the last episode. No, no, no. This is not the last episode because Cobra Kai doesn't die. No, Dying's a pussy They, they, they never die uh, at, at that. No. So, uh, the last episode for now, uh, I guess I should uh, amend what I said there. <laughs> but yeah, the longest one also. Clocking in at 36 minutes, but we do get a lot of, uh, a lot of fighting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was impressed with this episode. I, I really, really liked it. I thought it was great. They did a lot of similarities, kind of like in episode seven, where they just kind of, you know, reshot scenes, just like in the first movie. They did a, mm -hmm. a lot of those with this here, and, you know, we'll definitely talk about it, and I, I, I want to hear your thoughts. So, as per usual, we'll just jump right into the episode, and it is the day of the tournament, and we get a montage of the arena being set up. Uh, I forget the name of the song, but it's this this whole show, they've had some amazing 80s rock uh, in here for sure. They have. They absolutely have. Yeah, and if Spotify or Apple Music doesn't have a playlist, or at the very least, some kind of soundtrack for it, they're, they're doing it wrong, because uh, there's a lot of love for these songs, and... Rewatching episode seven, Young Hearts by the Commuter or Commuter or whatever. That that song, mm -hmm. I just I think I kind of forgotten how much I really enjoyed that song. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think I went on Twitter and a lot of people were sharing like the YouTube clip for it too. So song hold, still holds up for me. I, I feel like it's timeless. Like you I I feel in my opinion, I don't feel it's as uh, as dated. You know, like I I don't think it sounds like an eighties song. Yeah, because as much love as the 80s gets, um, there is a, its fair share of crap. <laughs> uh, a lot of synthesizers, weird uh, sweaters, and all that. And I love it. It's nice to see <laughs> something that actually really does hold up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the Cobra Kai is waiting outside for Johnny because uh, he's late. And I forget the little kid's name. Um, you know, the one, the one who said that he was at the convenience store buying... A, I forgot what he said. Was he buying milk or something? But he was actually getting like some naughty magazines. Yes, yes. And uh, Hawk, when he was uh, buying the beer, pointed it off to him. He's like, "I'm not, I'm not underage. See that kid? That's my friend's kid." Right. So that kid is part of Cobra Kai, and apparently he had seen Johnny out in the parking lot pissing on the charger and <laughs> saying that they're all gonna die. Oh. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and uh, the other line I thought was really great 
was Aisha's, where uh, somebody suggested that, oh my god, I think he may have killed himself. And she just stoically says, no, he's not going to kill himself. That's a pussy move. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they are they are definitely his pupil, for sure. But yeah, I just like the storytelling of the little kid. Like, I feel that's kind of what he remembered from that night. Like, I don't feel that's exactly how it went down. Because I think it was played up for laughs. You know, I, just, I was just like, yes. okay, this kid, you know, his memory isn't quite right. You know, his mind was clearly somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. But Johnny shows up. You know, he says he doesn't always win, but never backs out of a fight. And he gives this uh, motivational speech and teaches them their third lesson, no mercy. And you know what? At this point, I am firmly in Johnny's camp. Yeah. Because there's a difference between... Basically, he's telling them, don't give up. Yeah. Don't let the other people intimidate you. You, The only one who's going to beat you is yourself. And he's empowering them with the speech. Yes. It's great. You know, and sometimes, you know, uh, uh, I think maybe not traditionally, but uh, the, the trope way of doing this is right before the last the, the last uh, fight, right? So this is actually like, no, we're, I'm going to tell you now. So that way you guys uh, have this confidence going into the tournament. Yeah, I thought it was great. And I also like the fact that he does not allow them to wear their white geese that they've been wearing, uh, but instead hands them a uh, the more traditional one, the black geese that we remember from the first, well, one in, one in three. Yeah, I, I thought it was... You know what? It felt right. Oh, absolutely. And it felt like these characters earned that. Yeah. Yeah. They, they've been working very hard. Uh, Johnny mentioned previously that the kids have changed him, and we see it. Mm-hmm. You know, he uh, yeah. spent a little money, you know, to, to make them look even more legit. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely look like a wild pack of badasses. Yeah, absolutely. So... Daniel and Sam, they're on the couch, and they're not talking, and clearly they're sad. Uh, Amanda mentions that Sam's boyfriend is a jerk, and Daniel's boyfriend is the son of his enemy. But <laughs> since LaRusso Auto is a, a sponsor at the tournament, one of them has to go. And Sam offers to join Daniel, says, you know, it's his thing, and apparently it's the 50th anniversary as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know, part of me wants to say that it was kind of convenient, but just the fact that they established that he was on the board of that tournament, I I thought felt like yeah, he he needs to be there. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You're you're right. Actually, now that you mentioned that, you know, not only are they sponsors, which would make sense if he is on the board. You know, they mm-hmm. they might be like, hey, uh, you're on the board and you own a business. How about you know kicking some money our way so we can continue this? So, hmm. Very interesting. You know, he's... Uh, yeah, because I kind of got the impression that karate wasn't exactly uh, at the height of popularity at the beginning of this uh, season. No, no. So I would imagine that the the tournament probably didn't have a lot of funds. So that's where somebody like Daniel LaRusso would be absolutely necessary for its continued survival. And I am so glad that they changed the colors of the mat. You know, that's how you draw the people in, right? Blue and yellow. Yep. <laughs> So Daniel shows up, uh, and Miguel's mom and grandma, they show up as well. And grandma's high. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of sad. A little bit, but hey, maybe it's medicinal. Or not. Maybe. <laughs> uh, but Cobra Kai, they have a big entrance. Kind of a little disruptive, but, you know, go hard or go home. And you know what? I thought it was a, a great way to intimidate their opponents without being bullies. 
Yeah, you know, and the, even the commentator is like, man, what a badass name for, for a dojo. He really <laughs> yeah. loves that name. I, I feel he might be a Cobra Kai next season. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So, you know, the over 18 tournament. So we'll see. Uh, but how does Robbie enter a tournament unaffiliated? That is a good question. But, I mean, there is kind of a precedent for it because technically, what kind of history did Miyagi do? have prior to the that original tournament the, i mean had, they, they had a school of one they had an unlicensed uh sensei entering his student so if that's okay i'd imagine that this would be fine yeah but um i at least get what they were trying to do in the first movie because you do have a sensei and a student ali was there to be the translator robbie just shows up and signs up by himself no sensei no nothing you know that's 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 where that's what I'm looking at. It it is odd, but to me, it's not one of those huge gaps in logic like uh, we had at the beginning of the last episode, where we're led to believe that Johnny is just wandering aimlessly for hours. This this is kind of minor. I I feel. I mean, maybe I would have felt better about it if there were other co- contestants or. Participants. Unaffiliated contestants? Yeah, as well. and I'm, not. I'm, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if there were, but who cares about them? You know, they're already juggling a lot of characters, just kind of focusing on the ones that have already been established. Yeah, it's a nitpick, but, you know, for um, for as much as I've been praising on the writing, I was just I was just a little confused. And, you know, I, I hope that it's just it, something it I missed. It definitely does feel like uh, they used some shorthand yeah. in, in that. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so the first match uh, is Miguel. So, what do you think that uh, Miguel uses the crane kick? I thought it was great because, I, I for one thing, it kind of took that move off the table entirely. Where you're not going to be watching the entire tournament wondering where it's coming from, who's going to get the foot to the face. They just got it out of the way right away. Like, uh, hey, you guys wanted it? Here you go. We'll Very, just give it to exactly. You yes. Yes. Get it over with. Yeah, I thought it was definitely the ultimate troll. Even Sam calls it out. Hey, that's your move. And, uh, oof, man, just that's that's got to hurt. I kind of got that's the impression that bit. Johnny specifically taught that move because that's the one that defeated him. Yeah, and, I mean, when you walk into the freaking tournament, what's the first thing you see is the banner of Daniel in that pose. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um I dug it. Uh, I it caught me off surprise, and I think that was the intent. So mm-hmm. we're just like, "Wow, okay, let's uh, let's get into it." I guess game you on. Know? Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So Hawk is pretty wild. Uh, he rips off his shirt, and Moon, she's there to support him. Thinks he's hot. You know, you know what? I'm still firmly in uh, in his camp. He's not a huge asshole. A little bit of an asshole, not a, but just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we talked about that uh, that little kid. Yeah, I wish I had his name up here. But um, in the previous episode, when they were all like on recess or whatever, uh, he was like sparring with the kid and like just kicks him in the face or something. You know, knocks him out pretty good. Yeah. So that was a little sad to see. Uh, which I don't have it down as a note here, but let's just talk about him real quick. Um, his his match not very fair, was it? It wasn't, but you know what? I still got to commend him for following through with it instead of just giving up. That, to me, in that situation, is one of the most important parts. And I'm glad that they didn't make him win. You know, just like, oh, hey, you're Cobra Kai. 
That would have been a bit ridiculous, yeah. Yeah, this this other kid that he was fighting against was doing all types of flips and stuff. Clearly, he's uh, he's more experienced, so there's no way he was going to win. No, no, and not he was, at like, all. Twice the size. So Aisha is the first to lose, and Sam goes to make things better with her. Um, jokes that Aisha could get, you know, Sam a uh, Cobra Kai key, and says, you know, even if it's not with the Cobra Kai, that uh, karate the tournament they can use another girl. I think it's awesome. I'm I'm really glad to see that those two are going to be mending fences. Yeah, I really do appreciate this scene, you know, because we've been seeing it throughout the entire series. So I, I'm glad that Sam is kind of still in her corner. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we've seen how Aisha has grown as a character physically and, and all of that. And to see her lose, I was, I was actually a little shocked. I'm going to, you know, I'll be honest. I, I, I was I bummed. Was, yeah. I was shocked that, uh, you know, she, uh, lost out so soon, but uh, I'm glad that she had a friend in her corner to kind of try to cheer her up at the end there. Agreed. Yeah. So we got this karate mom, you know, equivalent to a soccer mom here who's just like <laughs> balls to the wall with, with her son. Kick him in the uh, face. Kick him in the face. Yeah. That's, um, you know, it's within character for Johnny, but I think it's just one of those things. Johnny's like, this kid's such a pussy. You know, he's talking about like, you know, coming together and kumbaya type of stuff. That's yeah, really he, why Johnny's like, yeah, go over there and kick his ass. Uh, that's really what that was about. His No, his uh, specific uh, line was, I want you to kick him in the face. Right. And you know what? I don't want to sound uh, overly crass or uncaring, but I can understand that sentiment. Okay. You know, I'm not saying that the kid's wrong, the message is good. It was the delivery that was obnoxious. Yeah, it, it was a little ham-fisted, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yes. you know, it, it could. You're right. The the, the message was nice, but um, it, it seemed a little forced for his character. Exactly. But Miguel dominates him. That was a little surprising. You know, uh, Miguel had just been learning this this uh, school year, and this guy he was a previous champ, and Miguel Miguel was very dominant. It's because he's becoming the aggressor. You know, he's completely, I mean, we've used this phrase uh, over and over again in these 10 episodes. He's flipped the script where he's not the bullied. He's essentially the bully. Right. He's the bully. He's the aggressor. And also, Johnny taught him the best defense is more offense. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, so he is going at it with this guy. And you know what? Part of the way that he is acting is clearly his own responsibility, but there's a lot of uh, blame to be placed on Johnny's shoulders, I think. Oh, sure. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, yeah, I don't want to take anything away from uh, a line that is said said later, but um, yeah, you know, Johnny hasn't quite taken 100% responsibility yet. No. No. Uh, so Hawk uh, versus Robbie. And we can see how confident Hawk is. You know, he just hops up on stage, which I thought was kind of a cool move, actually. And, um, you know, Daniel shouts out over to Robbie and just tells him to remember what he learned. Find that balance. And uh, we get a little trash talking, and Hawk kicks him in the back. Gets disqualified for the illegal kick. Very disappointed in Hawk. Very disappointed. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, you know, you've been doing so well, but I guess he's got to be the Tommy, right? Or, well, I guess Dutch. Dutch is the one that, wait, was it Dutch? I think it was Dutch that that uh, elbows Daniel's leg in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but overall, 
I was I I was very impressed with the way that they ended his uh his character arc for this season where he was probably the most insecure and most uh picked on of all of the kids and he went beyond getting confidence and standing on his own two feet to where he was the bad guy in a lot of senses where mm-hmm. he was picking on random people at the movie theater he was being the dominant male at the party he was doing illegal moves at the tournament he was the one that was illegally buying booze it's like i really enjoy watching that even if i don't agree with it it was still a, a fascinating and entertaining watch yeah no absolutely i i think hawk is a great character and they wrote him well Again, just another guy who isn't black or white. It's it's very gray with him, you know, especially in the very beginning. In all honesty, except for the illegal kick, even though he was clearly wrong, he was still entertaining to watch. Yeah. So until then, you couldn't really root against him. Right. You know, I, I don't think there's really one Cobra Kai you really can root against. I mean, Miguel. No. Miguel, you know. Mm. He's, uh, he's approaching it. Yeah. He's a different... A different story, though. Yeah. So Daniel visits Robbie in the locker room, and he's got a hurt shoulder. And Daniel talks to him about Crease uh, and how Johnny isn't a bad guy; just you know, he had a bad a bad teacher. And what do you think about um, yeah, the, them trying to fool us with uh, Daniel doing the Miyagi magical hand rub? I thought it was funny. You know, I I think it's. Uh... It, it it brought some levity to the situation where they're saying, hey, don't take this too seriously. You know, it's just a TV show and it's just a, a movie from 30 some odd years ago. Let's have fun with it. Now, my wife, on the other hand, was getting kind of pissed because <laughs> this was at the point where she was kind of getting fed up with the the show for hitting the nostalgia button a little too much. And... I can't disagree with her until it got to the punchline. Yeah, no, uh, same. You know, for for me, it was just kind of like, you know, they're flipping the script, right? They're going to show us this, but do it a little bit differently. But I would have been completely fine if they didn't use it at all. Uh, What ruined it for me is actually I saw this scene in one of the the teasers or the trailers like early on. Oh, really? Yeah, so I knew it was coming. Okay, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah, it, you know, um, cause I didn't watch a whole lot of trailers, but I think it is, I feel like it's in the main one or it was somewhere. I, I saw it somewhere and I was like, oh, hey, they, they did that again. And um, I, I think they show you the the whole deal too, that Daniel doesn't go through with it. He calls a medic. I, I think they actually did show that. So, so the scene was a little ruined, you know, kind of like uh, some of the previous ones. But, you know, you mentioned the nostalgic button. They're, they're, they were really trying to get people to watch the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So you but, can show them like new stuff and the new kids because then people might be like, what is this? You know, Cobra Kai, the next generation. But I mean, and, and again, I'm not saying this is somebody who didn't like it. I, I thought that they had a fairly good balance except for a couple spots here and there. But mm-hmm. I can also understand where the wife is coming from, where it felt kind of like uh, The Force Awakens, where they were just kind of relying on nostalgia too much okay yeah that's fair and you know they kind of did that with this at some points mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm sure there's people that just hated all the like hey do you guys remember this kind of deal exactly you know? yeah yeah and that that was the wife's big complaint whereas i didn't mind it 
Yeah, I um I actually shared it in our uh, new group page. You know, the uh, I'll give that name at the end because it's really long. But I, I saw on Twitter that somebody actually said that they did not like the show because of how the, you know what they did with Daniel. <laughs> Get out of here with that. <laughs> Whatever. Um. So Miguel apologizes uh, to Sam for hitting her. And he just said he had to strike first, you know, and Sam, she says uh, she doesn't know who he is anymore and um, asks her mom to take her home. I think uh, she's completely right. Yeah. And the fact that Miguel can't understand why he's wrong kind of makes him an asshole. It does, because I I think he even mentions the word enemy. Um, I I forget the actual line, but he refers Robbie as the enemy. And she's like, the enemy? Do you even hear yourself? I don't know you anymore. Yeah. Or something uh, like that. He is a Cobra Kai zealot. You know, he's definitely uh, drank Johnny's Kool-Aid. Yeah. Yeah, he he really did. Or Coors, in this case. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, Miguel versus Robbie. This is uh, the big fight here. Uh, Daniel is now acting as Robbie's coach, and Johnny is unhappy. Now, what did you think about how they had that uh, the, the, the staff member, the teacher, run over, kind of like how Allie did in the very first movie? And it's like... Oh, Johnny uh, or Daniel LaRusso is going to fight, you know, and but they flip it and say Daniel LaRusso is going to coach. What do you think about that? Uh, I thought it was cute, but again, just a little too on the nose. I mean, you just gave us the hand rubbing scene. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Let, let's tone it down a little bit, you know, so that I that one I definitely didn't care for because it was. It was almost identical, just the change of the word. You know, instead of Daniel LaRusso is going to fight, Daniel LaRusso is going to coach. Yeah. Um, you know, almost the exact same inflection as well. So at that point, I was a little bit like, come on, guys. Like, seriously, we just got the hand rub. Uh, which, by the way, Daniel called the medic a doctor. Like, I, I don't know if that's right, but whatever. Did you catch that? He he, he said, thank you, doctor. But it's I don't know if medics are doctors, because can they operate? I don't I... know. Don't know. I'm going to have to plead ignorance on that one. Me too. I thought medic was just, uh, I mean, a medic. I don't know. Anyway, Robbie is down 2-1. Daniel tells him yet again to find that balance. And Robbie starts fighting one-handed, you know, because he's got that bum shoulder. Mm What do you think of that? I thought it was uh, commendable. Because, again, these things aren't about winning and losing. It's about seeing it through. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of like the kata from Karate Kid Three. You know, yeah. I mean, Daniel wasn't using like one hand, uh, one hand to fight or anything like that. Like I, I, I had the same like reaction to it. You know, when Daniel does the kata to throw off uh, Mike Barnes, you're just like, oh wow, cool. You know, and they're just like, do something. You know, and same thing with this. Like, uh, y- you don't expect Robbie. To be able to kind of block all these things just one-handedly. But again, that speaks to maybe his uh, discipline, you know, in defense and all that. And I kind of liked it. I was, I thought it was cool. Now, real quick, how much training did uh, Robbie have? I don't think we know that. Because it didn't seem like a whole lot. And my th- my thing is, you know, that old picture of him on the refrigerator? Mm-hmm. I wish it was, you know, him wearing a gi instead of, like, being a soccer player. Though, actually, it did set up uh, nicely the fact that he is athletically gifted. So Yeah, but we see that in skateboarding, too. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, because you're right. I mean, 
this it, it does make us question like how much training did he have prior to this? Because yeah. I don't I don't get the sense that Johnny taught him anything at all. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I hope it wasn't all just from from Daniel. <laughs> Otherwise, that just shows that you know he, did, he Daniel himself had a great teacher and was able to kind of pass that on. But you know, we'll we'll find out uh, mm-hmm. what Sam knows too. So yeah. you know, maybe Daniel is a great teacher. It's possible, very possible. Yeah, it is. Now, at what point did Johnny call uh, uh, Miguel over and tell him? Don't win this way. Am I remembering that correctly? Yeah, um, because previously Johnny had told Miguel, you know, the whole no mercy thing, and I guess that was against the uh, the previous champion. Mm-hmm. And then he basically tried to—I don't remember the exact words—but he was basically telling him to kind of like let off a little bit with Robbie. And even Daniel was all like, "Hey, we we can call this. Like, let's let's end this now." And Robbie's like, "No, no, I, I can do it." You know, because, uh, you know, the uh, last point goes to, well, um, Robbie does that two-legged kick and, you know, hits Miguel. And then Miguel, like, yanks on his arm with her shoulder. You know, one of those sucker punch kind of deals. Mm-hmm. Now, I got, the, I got the impression that Johnny, this is where he really, truly matured as a character. Because not only is he trying to avoid seeing his literal son flesh and blood son getting hurt but i got the impression that he did not want miguel to win this way he didn't want him to win dirty because he knows what that path leads to he's been down it he doesn't want to see that happen to his surrogate son he wants him to be better than he was right because not only did miguel yank the hurt arm he kicks that region as well to get his last point exactly yeah so yeah, Johnny's not happy at all. And you know, I can I can understand that. You know, I remember when my youngest was at the park one day, maybe it was my oldest, well, one of my kids, and uh, you know, some other kid at the playground was, you know, kind of coming through and like just pushed my son out of the way. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like I, I wanted to go over there and shove the little kid, you know. So I I, I can understand, you know, Johnny wanting to like he wa- he wants to go in there and stop it all. But, you know, he's kind of conflicted right now. And I and I dig that. Yeah. Uh, I, I like the fact that they didn't give us uh, anything in black and white in this season. I mean, there are very few characters that I would say are 100% right, and there are very few that are, I think are 100% wrong. Mm-hmm. And it it just kind of was personified in this fight, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And so Johnny goes to apologize to Robbie, and Robbie says it's okay, and leaves with Daniel who, you know, just has to get the last word in, you know, like, hey, I, I, I hope you're happy. You know, you won. This is what you wanted. Shut up, Daniel. Mind yeah. your own goddamn business. That's right. And uh, Miguel doesn't see Sam in the stands. She left, obviously, and he's uh, he's sad by that. You know what? He doesn't deserve to have her. No, you know? he doesn't. Uh, if you're going to act like a little asshole, if you're going to have that uh, bullshit apology, you don't deserve to have a girlfriend. Yeah, it wasn't yeah an apology. It was an excuse, like oh yeah, you know, I had to strike first. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he only apologized for accidentally hitting her. Yeah, that that was really it. Not for uh, being violent, but for being violent against her. Mm-hmm. And so, for some reason, uh, we see Sam uh, back at the dojo, and she sees a little picture of her as a little girl. 
um, kind of remembers what it was like with, with Daniel, I guess. And we see her do a pretty cool flip across the floor there. And uh, I guess uh, we we see that she's still got it. Yeah, it definitely sets things up for her character in the next season. Yeah, yeah, we, we will see. Uh, maybe Aisha uh, had a little help in that. So Daniel tells uh, Robbie it doesn't matter what the trophy says, that uh, he's the real winner because, you know, Miguel didn't do it the right way. And Daniel takes him to Miyagi's house where he decides to start up the Miyagi-Do karate. And we see the uh, the yellow buggy from the first yeah, one, I, I, one I, three. I'm willing to bet that there are a lot of uh, those same cars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I if I remember correctly, I feel Daniel does own that now, or um, uh, Ralph Macchio. Really? Yeah. I think after the first movie, he you know it's one of those things like uh, uh, Paul Walker owns like one of the Fast and Furious cars after the first movie, kind of deal. Well, that's pretty cool. I think I read that, but you know it was probably also on IMDb, which isn't always correct, but. Mm. You know, but that is kind of cool. Like, if he did still own it, they're like, oh, yeah, can you bring it back, please? He's like, uh, I got a tarp over it because it's in great condition. But maybe we just show the headlight. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Little tease. Um, but so what do you think about this? That he decides that he's going to start a karate dojo himself after their loss here. I think it's interesting. Um, I think it feels right. And I would kind of like to see how this form of karate that Mr. Miyagi passed down to Daniel works when you have more than one student. Right. Yeah, and uh, we will see. In the very last scene here, I don't know if any of us was expecting this, but Johnny gets a visit at his dojo, and we find out that Kreese is not dead. You know, he's happy that Johnny finally won, brought the Cobra Kai name back, got the band lifted too and he says the real story has just begun i think it has uh i think uh well do we want to go ahead and start talking about our expectations for season two absolutely and speculations i think not only is creed going to be the main antagonist of season two but i think there's going to be a momentary reconciliation between him and johnny but ultimately it's going to come down to Johnny having a complete separation and rejection of Cree and his ways. And he's going to be the teacher that he should have had himself when he was a kid. He's going to do right by his students, I think. Hmm. That is very interesting. Um, I have something a little bit different, and I'm only speculating because of something I saw on, I think it was Instagram. But uh, Sean Sean Cannon or Kanan, who played uh, Mike Barnes in the third movie, uh, him and Martin Cove are supposed to be making an appearance somewhere, kind of like you know Comic Con adjacent. You know, okay. it's not something huge, but I was just like, interesting. A guy who was in Part Three, uh, who was a pupil of Cove and uh, Terry Silver, is appearing in places with Martin Cove, who just had an appearance in Cobra Kai. So I wonder if his character will come back. You know, maybe Johnny has some reservation. Um, you know, maybe some of the Cobra Kai kids, they they uh, start to kind of not disperse, but maybe there's a little bit of divide. You know, maybe some decide to join uh, Miyagi-Do Karate. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe Sam decides to join in. Maybe Aisha goes over there. You know, yeah. maybe something like that. Um, but do you... Okay, so, so far... In the uh, Daniel LaRusso saga, the, the first three movies, 
each movie has been referenced in one way or another, you know, whether it's by word or just something subtle. They have not mentioned anything about the next crowded kid because Daniel doesn't know anything about, I forgot her name already, Hilary Swank's character, whatever mm-hmm. her name was. Do you think there's a possibility that maybe she could come back somehow in this? I think it would be awesome if she did that. You know, for being a student of Mr. Miyagi as well. And then, you know, Daniel will have somebody to help him, you know, with this karate dojo. Uh, now that Reese is going to go, you know, Kreese. Yeah, Kreese is going to be back. That would be great. Uh, yeah. I, and I would, again, love to see Elizabeth Shue come back. Yeah, you know, uh, maybe, you know, clearly she's moved on. She's got a dumb-looking husband, <laughs> as as Johnny says. I, if she comes back, I don't want her to be like a recurring character or anything like that. I want her. I want her to come back just to put both Daniel and Johnny in their places. Yeah, I think that'd be great. You know, maybe they see her in passing, or she shows up to a uh, competition of sort. You know, maybe something small. What kind of pedi- What kind of pediatric doctor is she? Uh, it just said a pediatric. Uh, let me see here. The reason why I ask is because uh, maybe you, they could write her into the show for an appearance where uh, either a Miyagi-Do student or a Cobra Kai student gets seriously hurt and needs uh, medical attention. And what doctor is assigned the, the student but Allie with an eye? I like that. Yeah, she is actually a pediatric surgeon. Okay, so, so you, you, I think uh, Robbie might need a little help with that shoulder. Exactly, or you know, or who knows? It could be anything from appendicitis to who knows what. Well, here's the thing: she'd have to move from Denver. I did forget that little detail. Well, that's just a minor inconvenience to the story, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I'm in town. Hey, anybody here a doctor? Hey, I'm one. I'm a pediatric surgeon at that. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be interesting. Um, let's see what else. Well, let's kind of go down the list of, um, of the characters real quick. We kind of talked a little bit about Johnny and Daniel. Uh, so I mentioned what I thought or what I would hope to see, uh, happen with Sam. What do you think should happen with Sam? Uh, I think she's going to be, uh, you know, one of, uh, Daniel's better students. I think she's probably going to recruit Aisha into the fold. Uh, and, I think uh, she and Robbie are eventually going to become an item. Okay, yep, I could definitely see that. We already saw the wheel spinning, and clearly we know that Robbie has an interest uh, of her. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, what about Hawk? Hawk's going to be a big doofus again. Uh, hopefully he's not going to be the asshole he was at the tournament, uh, because I don't want to not like him. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how he goes. He might end up turning into Tommy, you know, from the first movie, the the one who got the brain damage from getting beat up by Miyagi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see here. What about Antonio? Do you think he comes back for season two? Yeah, he'll probably uh, come uh, in with you know a mustard stained shirt and you know chocolate all over his face, and then that'll be his entire character story. My hope is. You know how um, recently, like, Infinity War, they kind of did things with some characters from uh, mostly Guardians of the Galaxy Part 2. They kind of toned some characters down. I want to see something like that. You know, they bring back Antonio. Maybe he's part of Miyagi-Do Karate. Uh, but he's not as 
a little dick as he is in the first season. It would be nice just because he's just kind of playing a stereotypical little brother and it's not interesting after a while. Yeah, you, at some point you're just like, okay, well, why else do we need him? Agreed. Yeah. Okay, uh, what about Louie? Louie, uh, the last we heard, um, Daniel doesn't want him... Anywhere know, near the, the sh- lot. I have a feeling exactly. that he might still be invited to some family functions like Easter, birthdays, things like that. And he's going to be just a complete loser, but with a, a much worse job. Yeah. Do you... Okay, Here, here's, a, here's one that I thought about. Um, Tom Cole. I feel he may end up being a sponsor for Cobra Kai. I think uh, he's also going to be moving from uh, bubble tea to uh, uh, water flavored with sage and cucumber. <laughs> that sounds good. I, I think I'd it, buy a car. It is good. It is good. Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Maybe a taller uh, cacti. Yeah. Cactus. Yeah. Maybe a taller cactus uh, for each person, too. Uh, anybody else we missed? We didn't talk about Miguel. Okay. Yeah. Let's see here. So Miguel won. He credits Johnny for the victory. Uh, loses Samantha and looks like uh, was turning into Johnny from part one. Yeah, essentially he's a bully. I think what's going to happen is uh, he is going to have a conflict with Johnny because Johnny basically said, hey, you shouldn't have won that way. And what was the first thing Johnny did after he won? He went over to consult the loser. I think that's going to kind of tick him off, which is going to make him easy pickings for Kree. He's going to basically learn things from Kree before eventually realize Kree's. But he's going to eventually reject him and come back to Johnny. And I think uh, the two of them are going to rebuild Cobra Kai into what it should be. Uh, We'll see. I, I really hope that Johnny doesn't give in to the dark side. You know, like how I mentioned, I, I kind of hope that there's a little divide within the Cobra Kai and maybe Johnny decides to team up with Daniel. I think he's going to kind of flirt with it when he has his father figure back. But again, I think he's going to to realize that, no, this isn't uh, good for me. It's not good for my students. And he's eventually going to have it out with Kreese. Okay. Yeah. It would be interesting. I'd really hate for him to kind of revert back to what we knew him before this, you know, season one. Um, yeah, but we'll see yeah. for sure. And yeah. I hope we don't have to wait uh, wait much longer. I would be shocked if we didn't get it before May of 2019. Okay. Uh, so that wraps it up, Tom. I mean, we have spent hours uh, reviewing each episode individually. Uh, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Um, yeah, but this was a lot of fun. I, I really hope... Uh, People, you know, want to hear the the scene by scene, you know, analysis. Uh, I guess I can call it because I I've, I've seen um, there's only one other show that I want to check out that did like the entire uh, season's uh, coverage. Which you know, I want to give a shout out to uh, Mike Masunis over at Sleep the Lake Podcast. You know, the guy who helped me uh, get started as as a podcaster. Again, um, a listener of his somehow hooked him up with Billy Zapka who surprised them with Martin Cove for their 100th episode, I think it was, um, a few years back. But uh, he did, a, I think his episode was like two and a half hours talking about the the whole show, but I don't care to check out any of the other co- coverages where they're just talking about the uh, the whole show. I want to see the ones where they're talking about each episode individually too to kind of get 
you know, people's thoughts on on other small details of the show. Well, let's not jump to conclusions. I mean, there is one show I want to check out where they're talking about the season as a whole, and that would be Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Yes, and then uh, a copy of that would be posted on Postalgic as well. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, okay, fair enough. I, I think uh, I will definitely download both of those episodes and just listen to the one. Uh, <laughs> but that, that is something that we will be doing on both of our uh, respective podcasts. We will be doing a, a season wrap-up uh, talk with Jake, finally. Yes. Uh, you know, your your other half there at, at your podcast. So hopefully that works out soon. Uh, we created uh, a few different platforms for you to kind of join in and talk to us, talk about Cobra Kai. We started a new Twitter account specifically just for our coverage, at Cobra Kai Pod. Very simple. We're going to post all the links to the episodes in there. If you want to talk to us, we are both running the account. But also, if you're more of a Facebook user, we just started a brand new uh, Facebook group page. There's just a handful of us in there www period cobra kai period tv amb group and period you spell it out as well yes, you know so that's important yeah, don't put the dots there exactly so um it's currently public i i don't know if people had a hard time finding it while it was closed but at some point i do want to close it up um, but right now i want to make it available for people to find if they want to come in post other articles and stuff that are interesting to them carry on the conversations with the things we talk about in our coverages. So I've already, uh, at the time of this recording, already posted. Well, by the time you guys hear this episode, I would have had all nine up up to this point posted in that group page. Mm -hmm. So if you guys missed any of the episodes, they're all there. Absolutely. Now, where else can they find you? They can also find me on Instagram or Twitter at Podstalgic. I do have a personal Twitter account at Rip Citizen. If you want to talk about anything, uh, you know, basketball related, perhaps I am a big basketball fan. I, you know, I joke that I don't know uh, sports ball, but basketball is definitely my jam. Um, big, big, big fan. And also uh, my movie, I guess you can call it, uh, group page, Postalgic and Friends. That's where I post all the episodes I do, whether it's a guest spot or my two movie shows, the top five list show, all of that. Postalgic and Friends and then the Cobra Kai one. What about you, Tom? Uh, easiest way to get in touch with me is probably anymore going to be on the Facebook page, Jake and Tom Conquer the Group. Uh, if Twitter is your thing, you can also find me at The Drunken Dork, uh, and you can listen to me every week on Jake and Tom Conquer the World. Yep, and, you know, I think I can speak uh, for Tom here, but, uh, you know, we both want to thank all of you guys oh, for God, listening. Yes. Yeah, listening for uh, to our coverages. Um, you know, there was uh, some people that had already told me that they were checking it out, and I was very surprised. So I do appreciate everyone for supporting us and checking it out. And if you want to support us further, not only um, please consider leaving an iTunes review for TV Eat My Brain, but also pass on the word, word of mouth. Tell other people that check out Cobra Kai that, hey, TV Eat My Brain did a scene-by-scene individual reviews you yeah. know, of each episode. So uh, help us get out there. I, I did a search recently on Apple Podcasts. Um, we're, we're not populating, you know, and I hate their search result uh, because, you know, the more popular episodes will will populate. But, yeah, we're not showing up there. So if you guys enjoy our episodes, please help share it, you know, on your on your pages, on your Twitter accounts, whatever it is. Just spread the word. Yeah. And as long as we're thanking people, uh, I just want to take the time to thank you, Peter, for uh, bringing me in on this. This was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. 
Oh, absolutely. You know, originally I thought that we weren't going to have like any time lineup where we can do this together every episode. I thought I was going to be doing like kind of solo reviews, which would have been really lame. But, you know, <laughs> I definitely wanted to talk to somebody about it. And uh, I wouldn't have had anybody else, you know, who also covered the Karate Kid movies awesome. with me. Awesome. That, yeah. that means a lot. You're, you're, you're uh, making me emotional over here, sir. Again, you're, you're the wax on to my wax off. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, this isn't the end of it, guys. Uh, it's only the uh, end of season one. When two comes back, you can bet your ass that we'll be back again. Hell yeah. Yeah. So uh hope to see you guys in the group page. And that's it. I don't have anything clever to end it with. Just thank you guys for listening. And we hope to see you guys soon. We will see you soon. Try to be best because you're only a man. And a man's got to learn to Try to believe, though the going gets rough, that you gotta hang tough to make it. History repeats itself, try and you succeed. Never doubt that you're the one, and you can have your dream. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best around. Thank you for listening to the Court Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Court Parts shows, visit courtemparts.com.